0: is the day the Lord has made. Come on, let's rejoice and be glad in it. I want to greet you today in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, Senior Pastor of the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. Let me say to all of you, love to the family, especially to the family of hope. It is such a joy to be able to greet you on this Thank you for the privilege of your time, for giving us an opportunity to inform your head, inspire your heart, and encourage your spirit to be all that God wants you to be. It is our goal, it is our job, not to have you make us a big church, but for us to make you into the biggest and best Christian you can possibly be. And I want to thank you for allowing us the privilege to do that on this day now we know the Delta variant is man I mean it is racing and running wild we're hearing reports that it's easier to catch this Delta variant than catching a cold or as easy to catch it as catching the chicken pox and we know there are thousands of people who are being hospitalized right now and some who have lost their lives as a result of this Delta variant. Now, let me say this to you. I know there's some of you who are debating whether or not you should get the vaccine. I need you to know I've gotten it. I'm a proponent of it. If they put out a booster, I'm going to get the booster as well. Because when I think about how many people have died, have gotten sick as a result of the virus, COVID-19 and this Delta variant, and how many have gotten sick or died as a result of the vaccine, the numbers say Go with the shot. So I'm getting the shot I hope you do the same and I hope you will do everything you can to stay safe Not just personally, but to keep your family safe and your friends safe as well. Our scripture reading today comes from Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 beginning at verse 9 Here is the word of the Lord. Don't just pretend to love others. The New Living Translation says, really love them, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. This is the word of the Lord. And we thank God. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Father, thank you for today. Uh, We give you glory and honor for your grace and your mercy. You have kept us through many dangers, toils, and snares, and you have brought us to this place and to this time when we have taken time out of our schedule to formally declare this time of worship to you. God, we pray now that our worship will be acceptable in your sight, that you will be glorified, that your people will be edified and that the devil would be horrified and terrified by the life change that will take place. We give you glory and honor now and we ask you to have your way. Everywhere these words will go forth, everywhere the songs of Zion will be heard the preached and taught word will be received god we pray by the power of your holy spirit that you would move and do even beyond what we can ask think or imagine it's in jesus name we pray amen amen elder mark taylor and the praise team are coming and they are going to lead us in our worship in song uh, words are on the screen. I want you to participate, if you will. Sing along so that you too can offer the acceptable sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of your lips to God to give God the glory and the praise he so richly deserves. Come on, let's worship the Lord together.
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. How many of you all are ready to praise the Lord today? Word of God declares that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the sovereign God, the holy God. And we've come to worship him today. Come on, everybody, put your hands together. Open your mouth and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Power.
2: What would I do without your hand holding me? And how can I live without you? I can't see. What would I do in life? And where would I go? How would I handle things? All that I know is I... You know you know my end from the start you know-
0: I I need you. I need you, Lord, I need you. You know, so many times in life, uh, we don't come to that realization until we actually get to the place where we are forced to need the Lord. It's almost as if we we can just live our lives and as long as, as we're never put between that proverbial rock and a hard place, as long as we are never put in a place where we get to the end of our rope and we can't do anything. If we don't get to that place, we don't actually come to really recognize how much we need the Lord. But when we get to that place, then we say, you know what, Lord, I need you. That great old hymn in in the middle of that song, I need thee every hour, is just a reminder that we can't do it without him. And if you ever think you're doing it without him, uh, you never, never have fully come to grips with the fact that without him, you can do nothing. Let's go to God and pray and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we thank you and we bless you for your word. We pray now that everything that we do and everything that we say, that it will be pleasing in your sight. Use us as an instrument, as a vessel of your will to help your people become all you want them to be. Uh, It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The song was released in 1992. It was actually the second single on this debut album. Uh, even though it was the second single on the album in other words they thought there was a song that was better than that song uh, that song became the artist's first top 10 hit it peaked at number seven on the US Billboard Hot 100 charts it also reached the top spot on both the Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs and Rhythmic Charts, and was later that year certified as gold. You, you know the song. If you don't know it, you've, you've heard the tune. Uh, here are the words, and let's see if this will jog some of your memories. Uh, we are lovers true. And through, and though we made it through the storm, I really want you to realize, I really want to put you on. I've been searching for someone to satisfy my every need. Won't you be my inspiration, be the real love that I need? And then the chorus is real love. I, I can hear the tune. I, I almost want to sing it for you, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want Mary J getting upset at me, right? I'm searching for real love, someone to set my heart free, real love. I'm searching for a real love. Uh, the album title was What's the 411? The artist, as I already mentioned, the proclaimed queen of hip-hop, Mary J. Blige. And the song title, Real Love, and and it's interesting because I believe part of the popularity of that song was because it articulated the desire and the searching of so many people looking for a real love, a genuine love, a sincere love. Now, here's what's interesting to me. We we are typically more concerned about finding a real love than we are about giving a real love. We're more focused on what somebody else has as opposed to what we give. And what was true in 1992, and is some would say, a timeless classic, that song, Real Love, you can still recognize the beat even when you hear it today. Uh, I, I believe those of us in the body of Christ must be challenged to to recognize that because of the love of God we have already received, it, it is really not about us searching for a real love. It's about us recognizing our responsibility to give a real love, to emulate the love that God has provided for us already, the love that loved us at our worst to help us become our best. Today, I want to pick back up a series of messages that we started some time ago entitled Being a Believer Every Day, Being a Believer Every Day. And I want to talk today from the thought, living a lifestyle of love, living a lifestyle of love. Um, Our foundational text is Romans chapter 12, and I think uh, what's interesting about that text as you turn there in your Bibles or go there on your smartphone device, I think what's interesting about this idea of being a believer every day is that we we have really failed to understand that the challenge to be a Christian is not a Sunday-only event. It is a really a seven-day-a-week, 365-day-a-year responsibility to be a believer every day of our lives, recognizing that the worship that we give to God in how we live our lives is a worship that he is to get every day of our lives and not just on Sundays. We have, over the last 15 months or so, lamented the fact that we have been out of the sanctuary and we have not been able to uh, worship as we have in the past. And there are a lot of people who miss that, that worship opportunity, who miss that, that time to get ready and prepped and come to church. And what I believe God has tried to show us, and I'm not sure everybody has heard it, is that we have a greater responsibility to be church then we have to come to church, and even though we may not have all been able to come to our respective addresses of worship, we still have the responsibility to be people of worship and to be church more than to come to church. And so today I want to continue our look in Romans chapter 12, and we're going to begin today at verse 9. Now now this final section of the book of Romans focuses on this practical matter of serving God. Um, As Paul does in other epistles, um, Paul moves from doctrine to duty. He, He moves from Uh, rules and and rituals to now what we are to put into practice in our day-to-day living and it's important for us to remember that God is speaking to us as believers in Romans chapter 12 for example when he talks about don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds it's amazing to me how many times we, we say that passage and we quote that scripture in the context of an unbeliever changing their mind when God wants to make sure that we are believe, as believers are not being conformed in our mind. So let me give you an example. Um, as I was reading this passage and going through in the preparation to preach these messages, um, I was convicted, I was challenged about the transforming of my mind and making sure it's not conformed to the thought patterns of this world and how easy it is to be conformed uh, depending on the ideology that you believe in, depending on who you identify with. If you're not careful, you will take on an ideology that is contrary and contradictory to the word of God. So while some things on a, For example, platform may be in alignment with God's word. I cannot profess total acceptance of the totality of a platform when part of it is in direct contradiction to the word and the will of God. So today I want to begin at verse 9. Verses 3 through 8, Paul urges us to think accurately about ourselves so we can have an accurate view of ourselves and others. But when we get to verse 9, Paul starts talking about what are the marks of a true Christian. What are the marks of a true Christian? And I want to try to get through part one of this message today. Uh, Because Paul is concerned not about our position in heaven, but our practice on earth. Uh, he, he wants us to understand, beginning in verse 9, how central love is to living the Christian life. That, that love is, in essence, uh, the circulatory system of the body of Christ. And, and without this circulatory system properly functioning, then the body cannot function as it is intended. So here's the question for you. How can you embody and express God's love in your day-to-day living. Here's the point for the day. Number one, if you're going to live a lifestyle of love, you must make sure your love is real. You must make sure your love is real. Uh, It's in the A part of verse 9, Romans chapter 12. The ESV translation reads, Let love be genuine. Let love be genuine genuine. Uh, As a believer, we know that we have a responsibility to love. We have received love from God, and God expects us to give that love out to others. Uh, This is not a question of the efficacy of the love that we have received from God, but now the question is, how real is the love that you're showing? To other people are you really showing them a real love now that word for love we are all familiar with uh, it's the Greek word agape and that word speaks to the unconditional undeserved God love that we receive from him but it's bigger than just what we receive from God because that unconditional undeserved unmerited love that we receive from God is a love that we are to give back to him. It's a love that we are to give to one another. It's the love that Jesus showed us on the cross. So when the Bible says we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and all our strength, that word there is agape. Right, it's it's a love that we give and we give it regardless of what we get in return. That's a love that we give back to God and we give to others as we model the love that we have received from God. But, but it's interesting because Paul says, let love be genuine. Let love be genuine. Uh, let your love be Real. Let your love be sincere. Let your love be without hypocrisy. Let your love be a real love. Uh, The love we are commanded to show must be a real love, not a superficial love. Uh, This is not a love that is given based on what a person deserves. It's a love that's based on and is given based on uh, what they need. And when we love God, it's just a proper response of us giving back to God what he's already given to us. And I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, I hope you haven't tuned me out already. Because I submit to you that that most of us, no, not I'm not even going to talk about you. I, I was convicted as I have been preparing this message to check myself to make sure that I have been given a real love as much as I can. A real genuine love. A love uh, that, that is without hypocrisy, without play acting, uh, a love that is marked by both intensity and integrity. Uh, this is a a love that doesn 't just say it it 's a love that shows it. This is a love. That doesn't just show up and manifest itself when it's easy. This is a love that shows up and stays in place even when things get tough. A love that is in word and not in deed is a hypocritical love. It's not real love. A love that is said but is not shown is a hypocritical love, a love that has all of the correct methods but doesn't have as its root the correct motives is a hypocritical love. If you are busy loving, trying to figure out what you can get from the person that you are loving, then I submit to you it's not a real love because a real love loves even when it doesn't receive love in return. Preach, Cofield. You, you've got to recognize that, that a real love loves not for what it can get, but a real love shows up because of who love really is. And, and, and Paul is talking about a real love. A real love for all people, not just the people you like, not just the people you are related to, and in actuality, not just people who are part of the body of Christ, because watch this, real love, thank you, Lord, real love becomes the the vehicle by which we win the sinner to Jesus Christ. I mean, I want you to think about it for a moment. What was it that distinguished the Christian faith from every other religion as the way those who believed in Jesus began to spread the gospel message of Jesus Christ. What distinguished them? What separated them? What allowed them to change lives as this new group of believers came forward? I believe it was two things. One, it was the evidence of the change in their life and secondly, it was the love that they showed to other people. They saw a change. They saw love in action. And here's what real love does, right? Uh, real love is a love that can love in tough times. Real love doesn't run and shirk and hide When times get hard. No, a genuine love is a love that's going to stay with it no matter what. The question is not, is your love real according to your standard or according to the standards of the world? The question is, is your love genuine? Is your love real based on God's standard? Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? Um. I think I'm I'm a really, really good Christian until I stand next to Jesus. I mean, you know, it's easy to think you're a good Christian, especially when you stand next to somebody who you know is not as good a Christian as you are. But when you stand next to Jesus, when you use the word of God as your standard, then we all fall short. So when we think about the standard of love that determines whether or not your love is real and genuine or not, you can't base it based on your standard for love or somebody else's standard for love. You can't turn around and say, well, you know what, I love better than other people. No, how do you measure up to the standard of love that God has set? Because God's standard Will reveal how real your love is. Think about uh, somebody who has purchased some gold jewelry. You see them walking around with gold jewelry. I'm sure none of you have ever done this, but let's just say you see somebody walking around with gold jewelry on, and and man, they they they're blinging, and and they are a, a fashionista. They 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 are macking. They they're showing you all of their gold. But, but, but they don't wear that gold in the shower. Um, please don't throw them in the swimming pool with that gold on. They're sure not going to get in the ocean with that gold on if that gold is fake, if it's not real. Now, it may look good to the naked eye, And the casual observer may be impressed by all of the gold that the person has on, all of the gold jewelry, bracelets, uh, 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 necklaces, earrings, whatever it is, right? They may be impressed by all of that. But is that gold real? Is it genuine? Well, you can only see if it's genuine if it can stand up to scrutiny, if it can stand up to exposure if it can stand up to the test. Somebody says, what what does that have to do with me, Pastor? Listen to me. God will reveal how genuine and real your love is by putting your love in a test. Thank you, Lord. I'm helping somebody right now. In other words, you're going through some things that has caused your love to be tested. Cause your love to be tested to reveal how genuine and how real your love really is. And for most people, they fail the test because they're not loving according to what God says in his word. They're loving according to the standards of people. They're loving according to what feels good to them. They're not loving according to what is good to God. They're loving according to their feelings and syrupy sentimentality and and all of that stuff, and they're mixing in sensuality into the act of the will of love. And God says each of us, Each of us has to check and see how genuine our love is. And when God allows you to go through things that reveals to you that your love is really not genuine, then you've got to go back and make sure that just like you have received genuine love from God, that you're loving God's way and not your way. 1 John 3, 17. But if anyone has the world's goods... And sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him. How does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. First Timothy chapter one, verse five says, "The aim of our charge is love that issues from a heart, a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith." that our love comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Let's close with 1 Peter chapter 1. Look in verse 22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word. Of God. Remember, love is being commanded, and it's a love for all people, for the lost as well as the found, for the believer as well as the unbeliever, for the saved as well as the unsaved. Because what determines how we love is not who gets the love, but it's determined by the heart of the person who's giving the love. Let your love be genuine. Let your love be real. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. And I pray now that everything that we have done and said has been pleasing in your sight. God, challenge us with this simple truth. Because as simple as it is, it is still powerful in its application that we be the people of love every day and that our love be genuine not superficial not syrupy but that our love be a real demonstration of the unconditional love that you give to us we thank you Lord and we ask your blessings now it's in Jesus name we pray amen well, my brothers and sisters, I want to thank you for sharing with us. Now, if you are watching this broadcast, wherever you are, and you have not accepted the love of God into your life, uh, you can't export what you haven't first imported. You can't give what you haven't first received. And the Bible says in John 3:16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you admit that you're a sinner and believe in your heart that the Lord sent Jesus Christ to die for your sins, you confess that with your mouth and believe it in your heart, the Bible says that you shall be saved. Not perfect, saved on the journey, on the right road to becoming all that God wants you to be. If you want to know how to become a Christian, uh, all you have to do is click on the link that is coming up on the screen now. Say, I want to know how to become a Christian. And if you click on that link right now, I want to accept Christ, but how? Uh, I will walk you through how to ask the Lord into your life, how to pray the prayer of salvation. Uh, If you want to join the church and you want to be with us on the virtual platform, you know, I'll be honest with you. There's one word that's describing everything that's going on around this pandemic and, and the economic crisis and the social unrest and going back to school and wearing masks, not wearing masks, getting a vaccine, not getting a vaccine. The one word for me that captures the essence of everything that's going on is confusion. But here's what I do know. God is still on the throne and I want to encourage you to walk with us and allow us to walk with you in your discipleship journey. I want to help you become all that God wants you to be and we're working hard at our church. Our staff is working hard to do everything that we can to facilitate your, church, your discipleship on the digital platform. And so if you want information on how to become connected with our church, please click on that link and we will happily welcome you into our family virtually, into the I Hope Church family, and we'll help you in your journey, wherever you are in the world, to becoming all that God wants you to be. Last but not least, remember God is doing something amazing and wonderful in you. God is doing something amazing and wonderful in me. Uh, Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes we need to be encouraged to see what God is doing in our lives. We can't see it up close. We, We can't see the forest for the trees. But trust me, God is doing something wonderful in your life. Continue to allow God to bless you and use you, and we'll see you next time. All right? God bless you is my prayer.
1: believe that today, encourage your brother or your sister and tell them God is doing something wonderful in you.